I'm delighted to welcome director of drama Christian Burgess, who is directing the first production of this term, Lorca's classic play, Blood Wedding. And we've also got four final year actors here, Evelyn Miller, Ben Schnetzer, Alex Large and Sophie Carnlevy. Um, four of this year's final year actors who appear in the play, which opens on Thursday the 4th of October. So welcome everybody. Got a nice busy table here. Um, Christian, we'll come to you first. Um, for those people who don't know who Lorca was, can you tell us a bit about him and about this play as well? Federico García Lorca <laughs> <laughs> was a poet, a playwright, a musician, a really well-rounded artist, um, born at the end of the 19th century, um, cutting to the chase. He wrote this play, I think, in his 30s. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, and he was part of a community of artists in what had hitherto been quite a liberal Spain, including people like Salvador Dali, with whom he had a lifetime connection. Um, things went bad for him in the latter part of his short life when um, Franco came to the fore and uh, as a result of his Republican sympathies and his perceived homosexuality, he was taken away by a group of we know, know not who and summarily executed uh, at the age of 40-ish, just into the 40s. Was just it? into his 40s. Um, yeah, so. And Lorca's a playwright that um, you obviously think is important for actors to study. Mm -hmm. Is there a particular reason why you chose this play? for this cohort? It, I chose it because, A, because it scared me rigid, and that's always a good point for me. Um, it's a play that I've never seen, but I've read um, once or twice over the years, and, and I knew Ted Hughes had done a version I'm a big fan of Ted Hughes' poetry and writing. It's so lean, it's so spare. You did tell some of it, tell the of Ted it Hughes translation version, a few years ago. Yeah. And so I started looking at that. And not being able to read Spanish, I couldn't read the play in its original uh, language. Ben speaks Spanish and could. See. Um, <laughs> 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 but I chose it because uh, it... I thought it offered possibilities for a large company. Um, again, I'm very interested in this idea of a chorus. And it also has a musical dimension, um, which, uh, when I started talking to uh, Maria Camaport, who's a graduate, um, she's a, a Spanish classical guitarist, she got excited by the possibility of collaborating with us, and she's pulled together a team of uh, seven musicians, including herself, four of whom are, are Spanish, um, and they're either current students or graduates of Guildhall, um, and she is coordinating the music, and she's a, actually quite an authority on uh, Lorca's songs, um, 
she has a quintet, and I'd seen some of the work that they were doing using Lorca's songs, and so I knew she was a great person to have on board. Um, and thinking about this particular group of actors, I thought there was a spirit and a, a dimension to them that might hopefully be able to match this very, very um, extreme, spare, visceral text. So um, that's a good opportunity to bring in um, some of the guys around the table who are in the cast. So um, perhaps if you all sort of t tell us who you're playing and kind of what that character's like and how you're working with that. So I'll start with Sophie because you're playing the bride, yes. aren't you? Yes, I am. I don't think it spoils the plot in any way to say she does a runner. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah. so how, how are you kind of approaching this? This is the first role in a public performance that you've done, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think I've been lucky because she's she's my age, so that hasn't been a, a border that I've had to cross. And she's just a girl who's stuck in this situation, that she, a catch-22. She doesn't know which to choose. Um, and I think every, everyone has had that situation. You can empathise with that situation. I can empathise with that situation. And she's on the brink of one of the most this huge decision she has to make and actually at the time that I am now coming out of school it's another milestone that I have to get through and the same as her has to get through this big huge milestone of marriage um, so I, I don't know how I'm approaching it but just trying to find and, and actually Lorca's imagery that he uses is such a massive help because you, you just get a visceral sense of what your character's journey is and how she's feeling and, and all through the play these different images come into it and that's been a massive, massive help for me to, to just lock into these images that she uses. Great. And um, Ben and Alex, you are... Um, now remind me, who is the husband and who is the lover? I'm the bridegroom. He's the bridegroom. Ben's Leonardo. 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 Uh, <laughs> in the presence of Mr. Burgess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and are these roles that are quite interesting to play? Because obviously um, one of them is spurned, one of you is kind of causing huge social eruptions. Mm. How are you finding playing those characters? Um, yeah, no, it's great. It's really, I think like Sophie said, the fact that they're close enough to us in age is a real... Um, it's it's quite nice to be able to take that on. Yeah. Because um, we spend a lot of our training the first few years really stretching ourselves. And this is certainly a stretch, but not in that sort of way. You can kind of start from yourself, um, which is great and really fun. And I think, yeah, I think it's it's just kind of a bit of a challenge in not playing archetypes of it and really trying to find the humanity in these people. And we had a discussion the other day about the bridegroom and not consciously not making him a kind of inferior fool. specimen to Leonardo's because then it becomes a love story rather than it just being a common sense it, story. Yeah. He's, been, he's been described uh, on the internet sort of by previous directors who have directed it as a, as a shy character or a bit sort of bumbly. Um, but we discussed with Christian and so on that it makes it too obvious. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been the battle of just making, yeah, being 21 and... I mean, actually, you're 28, aren't you? In the play, yeah, I'm 28. Yeah, 28. So you're a Great. And it's... Um, 
Evelyn, it's all very well for these guys to talk about <laughs> playing people their own age, yeah. but you're not, are you? No. <laughs> you're playing the mother. I'm assuming you kind of had to take a bit of a different approach for that. Yeah, in a way, I think, we discussed, yeah, Christian discussed again um, the fact that we are at a drama school and everyone coming knows that we're going to be, a, we're a young group of actors, it's a young cast, um, and I think that's one of our strengths, really. So I've not approached it... Um, I've not approached her as an old person. I really wanted to avoid any old acting <laughs> because I just think it's horrifying. Um, <laughs> but I've just tried to find maybe a different rhythm to mine, something slower, um, more weight. But I think the kind of intensity of the character and her drive and the fire in her, um, driven by kind of her loss, I think is almost youth youthful um, in its intensity. So mm. I've... This is a woman with a real past in that her husband and another of her sons has been murdered by the family which Lernabe belongs to. Okay. So she is carrying a kind of rage and oh, just this terrible pain. Um, and that's what drives Evie's text, really, isn't it? Mm. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Mm. And this plays about a very kind of socially restrained society where there's a lot of restrictions in place, um, which is obviously quite a contrast to how things mm. are today, isn't yeah. it? So have you been kind of reading into that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, lots of research. And it's, it's more just playing with it in the space. Um, because in, you know, in, we're taught at drama school to be so comfortable with each other. Mm. And rolling with each other in a movement class and so on, and then suddenly you get into the space and you're like, where yeah, am I with yeah. you? It's it's discovering a whole new physical code. Mm. Um, when yeah. it gets too relaxed, I, I, we have a kind of ongoing <laughs> joke for me, <laughs> which is, don't go to Hoxton. Mm. Yeah, don't get Hoxton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know where you are, you're in, a, in an expanse of dry landscape in Andalusia. Mm -hmm. And the landscape and the soil and the heat are really present in there, right through the writing. Yeah. 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 And because he's such a great writer, and it, it's a story that is still relevant, despite mm. the fact mm. we're not in, in a restrictive society, yeah. people still get married, yeah. people mm -hmm. are still in relationships, people still feel passions mm. for other people. And people's That's families still don't get along. Exactly. It's amazing I, how aware he, he was of it as well, I think. We were discussing today with the woodcutters how they're sort of pro. The woodcutters are the sort of Greek chorus of the play, right? Uh, and they sort of they're sort of almost not agreeing with it. Uh, say agreeing with but it. But there's like a transcendence as far as the kind of social, all the social yeah. constrictions, and I think it's yeah. it's important to not to really not take those things for granted. As we had a director last year who would say to us, "Don't you have to unknow the play before you approach it?" So we all know, right? You know, this happens and that, and it's normal that the bride runs away with this guy because it's a play but not taking those things for granted and really trying to find parallels there are far fewer taboos nowadays than there were back then but trying to find a taboo nowadays with the same gravity that yeah. is held by the this community and these social restrictions so it's not a I mean it is really really groundbreaking when this happens it's not just a Oh my god, that's crazy. She went off with her ex-boyfriend. It's like a real, you know. Yeah. I mean, shopping. it's religious and that's kind of 
the, that's the foundation on which these people build their lives. And she does do it on the day of her wedding. Yeah, in the middle yeah. Of her and wedding. even just that, yeah. Soph and I were talking about the fact that just showing up to your you know, ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend's wedding, who you haven't seen in yeah. two years, the day they're getting, just that and not, not taking that for granted and really looking at it for what it is, because that's insanity, and that's something that very, very few people have the courage or the narcissism to and yeah, actually do in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, this is the first public production that you guys have done. Um, the first two years here are training years, and I think you almost exist in a bubble, don't you? It's quite mm. a protected place. Um, this play is running for seven performances, 300 people in the Suck Street Theatre, um, including agents and casting directors and people like that. So how do you go about preparing for that? Because presumably this year is going to be quite a change in your Guildhall experience, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. We've all said how lucky we are to be doing this, which is such an ensemble piece, mm-hmm. yeah. without any of that, actually. You know, we have to prepare all of our letters and all those sorts of things, but actually that hasn't entered yet mm-hmm. because we haven't done it. And it's been so wonderful to just be able to rehearse all day, every day, and, and yeah. feel like we're taking that step into third year, but without all of the other stuff that comes along with it. And I think, I think we're all hoping that it just continues throughout. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the danger of it is to get, um, right, two years of training done, I've trained, I'm an actor, and now it's all yeah. about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, and I've got my headshot and I've got my CV right. and get a bit sort of... I think you forget actually that this is what we signed up for. I think over summer I was like, oh God, oh God, third year, but I want to be an actor. I want to rehearse plays and put them on. I don't want to be doing necessarily historical dance. Right. (laughs) 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 But not maybe every week. But not every week, yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of, the first rehearsal I was kind of just absolutely terrified. But then sat down and was like, oh, Oh, th- this is it. Yeah. Which is, it's lovely. So and it's, it's kind of almost like relaxing into it. Yeah, and there are kind of the obvious differences, but trying not to make too much of a separation of like, right, now it's third year and we have to, mm-hmm. it's kind of the work is the same. And yeah. I think trying to stay focused on the process of it and not any yes. sort of result or product exactly. or, oh, this person's going to be in the audience or that person's going to be in the audience. But it's nice mm-hmm. that it seems like we all feel quite passionately about, feel quite passionate about telling this story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the fact that it's a true story, I think, is quite a good drive to yeah. keep us focused on what yeah. should be focused on. I and think that, the, the challenge is to continue on the path that you're on, mm-hmm. or that you ended second year, and, and we all went to Italy together, and just to continue on that path rather than feeling you are, you have to shift into some it's other path yes. yeah. and create exactly. something new. But actually, we, we've done these two years to train us for this point and so it's about using that mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than feeling as if that's now shut off done. And that's done yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's the path yeah. Yeah. Um, well Christian as director of drama you're overseeing what is a critical year for these guys so um, how well what kind of advice do you give them for these first few shows and is there something that you're particularly aiming for them to get out of this production um, I don't know if I give them advice. Um, they probably know better than me. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but I'm having, you know, watched their development collectively over the two years. Um, in a way, I feel rather privileged now to be um, working in a very concentrated way 
and um, we have a mantra which is that um, I'm going to try and keep cheerful at all costs and uh, <laughs> despite the difficulties because it's a really tough piece to put on this it, it, the dimension of it is huge we're fortunate in that um, Sue Lefton who is a brilliant movement director yeah. is working with us and there are many you know the whole play is is sort of physically conceived and that's bringing a particular uh, emphasis I suppose and flavor to the rehearsal process um, I think it's a piece in which everybody is very visible um, it's not a conventional play I'd say um, but in my mind, it, I hope, sets a bar for the rest of the year. And obviously, we, in terms of thinking about what the repertoire will be throughout the year, we, we try to take an overview of different ways in which the company will be exposed to the professional contingent within the audience. Um, we, don't, we can't deny the fact that this is a platform from which uh, we hope the actors will spring into work. That's a given. It's a requirement that they make of us, but it's also a, an acknowledged requirement in our thinking. Um, but underlying that is a sort of determination to keep the artist's hat on and not simply treat the whole year as a sort of showcase. Um, because it was, uh, when we do that, then we lose our own voice and we lose our own power, I think. I don't know if that and you're still having, <laughs> you guys are still having classes this year, aren't you? So although you're performing, <coughs> yeah. you're also still learning. There's also still time yeah. mm -hmm. to... Yeah. Which is really, that's actually really, we had a class with Kate Godfrey this morning uh, in the theatre, the Silk Street Theatre, which is great just to sort of pop back and have a sort of drop yeah, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think if, if it was to be treated as a showcase year, we wouldn't continue to learn, and that would be, in my head, a bit of a waste of mm -hmm. a year yeah. here in, in a school yeah. with the teachers that we have. It would be a waste because you'd end up just doing, you know, what, what modern plays or modern things are, mm. are just from you because that's ideally what people want, you know. Yeah. I think we're trying to find a voice for this ensemble, this yeah. particular ensemble, which is only together performing this particular year. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, guys. Um, you can see Ben, Alex, Sophie and Evelyn in Blood Wedding, which opens on Thursday, the 4th of October in the Silk Street Theatre. Tickets on sale from the Barkin Box Office now. And thanks to Christian as well. Good luck with the rehearsals. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you, Joe.